Hello, and welcome to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We need to talk about today guns in America. I mean, is there a day that goes by that we don't talk about guns in America? But the reason it's important, so the FBI released the latest statistics. And for the 47th straight month, there have been over a million purchases or sales of guns to Americans. First of all, congratulations, America. But I think we need to have a conversation about why this is so important. The Second Amendment, as everyone knows, is right to bear arms. It says a well-regulated militia shall obviously have the right to bear arms you know, in a free state. And the key is the free state because I think people need to understand that it is not only your right to own a firearm, but if you understand the Constitution, it is your duty and obligation to own a firearm own one, be trained on it, be responsible for it. But the real key here with understanding the Second Amendment is it was second for a reason. It's there to protect the First Amendment, right? So in a free society, and you have to remember this is still the great experiment. Why is this a great experiment? Because in every other country, power flows from the top down. These radicals and revolutionaries in 1776 and really in 1787 when the Constitution was written and the Bill of Rights enshrined the power flows from the bottom up. So to protect that, that's why you have the right to bear arms and it is unfettered. And by the way, what it says specifically in the Second Amendment is it said shall not be infringed. And the word infringed, if you look it up, is it says shall not be limited. So understand that the right to bear arms is the right to bear arms to protect what? The freedoms in the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, freedom of the press, right? Four or five references, either directly or indirectly, to the freedoms that is referenced in the Second Amendment as a free state. So why is all this important? Because in October, October 30th of 2008, then-candidate Barack Obama said famously, we are five days away from transforming, uh, fundamentally, excuse me, fundamentally transforming America. Well, 15 years later, folks, how do you like the fundamental transformation? Because what's happening here, as we've talked about, is first they're going after man's laws, and they're doing that by going after the people that enforce the laws. Well, first of all, they're changing the laws. Then they're going after the people who enforce the laws, law enforcement. And then they're going after people who enforce the laws in the court system, which is the judiciary. Then they're going after God's laws, and they're convincing you that there's more than two genders, or at least they're trying to. After that, the, only, the last stand is the right to bear arms. Once they get the guns, then there's nothing stopping this fundamental transfer, uh, transformation that Barack Obama talked about in 2008. We're going to talk more about it in the show as we're coming up, but understand that it is not only your right, but it is your duty to bear arms as a citizen of the United States. And what you're really protecting is the form of government that exists nowhere else in the world. So when you hear about Second Amendment rights and right to bear arms and those kinds of things, remember 
what you're bearing arms for. Yes, self-protection, of course, self-defense, of course, but it is your right to bear arms to protect your freedoms. And once they get the guns, now, you know, there's probably three, supposedly 340 some odd million firearms of various sorts in the country. They're not getting the guns. They're certainly not getting mine. But once they get the guns, there's nothing to stop this fundamental transformation. Again, it's not just a right to bear arms. It's a duty to bear arms. Joining me now to go a little further into this whole conversation about guns in America is my lovely co-host, Erica Reddick. Hello, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Ah, that was so good. I loved your opening monologue. And I, I think I want to reiterate something that you said that I think is so important. Um, the second amendment says shall not be infringed. Correct. And if you read the rest of the bill of rights, None of the other iterated rights do, 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 did the founding fathers say shall not be infringed. Do you think that they intended for the first right to be infringed? They just like left it out by accident? Or do you think it's more likely that they were so intentional to make sure that we understood how important and to what extent the Second Amendment mattered in the foundation of this country. They not only said this is your right from God, bestowed on you from God, not from man, but it shall not, you will not infringe. You will not get in the way of this right. And uh, and the left really tries to, to cover that up and say, well, oh, but common sense gun laws. Oh, but common well, sense, you know. Well, oh, well, well, look, look, we're going to we're going to go through some of that. And as I like to say, the, the problem with the argument on the other side is it starts with what, what's the expression? Lies, damn lies and then statistics. Right. So, right. So, for instance, so, by the way, so glad you brought that up. So CNN just came out with an article. So you've got to understand that CNN and the article is entitled How U.S. Gun Culture Stacks Up in the World. Now, you know, mm. right off the bat, they say ubiquitous gun violence, right? Ubiquitous, folks, means found everywhere. You got to be eighth grade level for me so I can understand it. I don't Yeah, that's a dollar fifty right? cent word. Ubiquitous gun violence in the United States have left few places unscathed but then they go in to compare that there's 120 guns for every 100 americans and that the gun violence is out of control compared to and by the way the two per capita countries that have that are second and third one is the falkland islands how they even made it into this i don't really understand right and then the, <laughs> and the, the third one in all of this is let me let me get this right again I, I'm, oh yemen Great, right? So United oh, States. Oh God! Right, right. Well, they're going per capita, but but that's my point about statistics, right? They estimate that forty-four percent of Americans own firearms, and that's fine, right? Um, but here's the real key, and I'm going to test you. Name for me what other countries in the world have a legal right or a constitutional right to bear arms. Now, I'll give you a I'm hint. There, there's only two. 
Oh, really? There is only um, two. I'm surprised that there are any. Um, <laughs> a country with the legal right to bear arms, Turkey mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or Hungary. I, I am hungry, but just, that's not the country, right? No, uh, I'm just thinking about because so the countries, like the countries right are Mexico and Guatemala. And by oh. the way, in Mexico, even though there is a right to bear arms, there is one gun store in the country, and I don't mean one location, folks. It is a government-run gun store, so you have to buy it from the government. So again, you get this sort of you know tin pot dictator stuff where you can you can you know buy arms, but only if we let you, and only in certain situations. By, right. by a government that is like run right. by and corrupted by the drug cartels and human traffickers and whatever. Right. But okay, right. yep. So so they go through all these st statistics and and you'll you'll love this one right so so they quote different studies and again you know it depends on what you are talking about but you know they then go in and they say the rate in the US is 8 times greater than Canada which has the seventh highest rate of gun ownership 22 times higher than in the European Union and 23 times higher than Australia according to the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation data 2019 and they throw all this data at you and it, in the hopes of getting back to your original point about shall not be infringed the numbers don't matter what they, they lose sight of is what is it you're protecting you're protecting a form of government that doesn't exist anywhere in the world which is why the founders Obviously, I'm assuming I wasn't there, but if you move yourself back to 1787 and understand that these radicals broke from their mother country, Great Britain, and needed right. arms to do that, to depose a tyrannical government. That's right. Right? I mean, that's what this was about. No taxation without representation, and we can keep going, you know, going down yep. the line of all those other things that if you took social studies or civics or they force fed you it you would know this right not you but right people no that's what no but we're the, the second one amendment country is there oh, to protect ahead. the first that's what and you have to understand because that's where so go through the bill of rights and tell me other than the first and second amendment where the word freedom is used mm. oh interesting so freedom is referenced five times Either directly or indirectly, in the First Amendment, the Bill, of, you know, the yep. Bill of Rights, right? Yep. Now, freedom of Second Amendment, it, it, freedom it says, of speech, freedom of all of the basically freedom of assembly, our freedom of the press are enumerated, and freedom to petition the government without threat of harm. That's right. Right. Those are the five freedoms that are enumerated in the First Amendment. Yep. Right, the Bill of Rights. The Second Amendment says a a well regulated militia. Right. And, yep, and let me give the you the right exact the wording, even though I should have this committed to memory. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, right? So there's the connection yep. between the First Amendment and the Second. Yep. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So take the word infringed and say shall not be limited. What's right? Where, where's the problem with that? I, the interpretation. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. What do you well, mean? I wasn't saying you have a problem with that, but I mean, the arguments oh, yeah. we get into, because 
what we really need to no, get No, they into, try to, the arguments that they have for it is the punctuation. They they want to, so this is, this gets back to that same conversation we were having about uh, the Supreme Court and the judiciary. Sure. That we're, we're originalists, right? So we believe right. that the words meant what they meant when they were written down. And so when the Second Amendment was written, well-regulated just meant uh, that you were trained, like like you said, there's a duty and a responsibility that they were saying, you know, well-regulated, we want everyone to have them, the right of the militia. When asked, um, uh, who was it? The founding father enumerated when when asked. Uh, oh my God! Which founding father uh, is this? Uh, we drawn oh a blank. God. Come on. Yes, Come on. Uh, Madison. When he James was asked, right. was asked who is the militia. He said, "Everyone, everyone in the country is the militia." They were very clear that they meant everyone should be should have a gun. In the and country, know how to use it and be responsible with it. Exactly, and because so hold, so hold that so we hold were the that first thought. country. Hold on, we were the first people to fight off an imperialist nation right. to defend our own freedoms against an imperial country to then become the. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted. You're going somewhere. <laughs> Ooh, you know, oh, you know I love this topic, I know, Robert. I'm going to try to rein it in. I'm going okay. to try to rein it in. Come on, bring it back. Bring it back, please. <laughs> so, so the first issue is they try to, I, I would, I would say, not confuse the issue, but they try to distract by by citing all these statistics. And as we've learned, I mean, they're they're sort of, you know, you can get designer statistics, right? I mean, it's like sneakers. There used to be of three course. types of sneakers. Now, now there's a thousand types, and you know, with arches, with you know, right? So you you can select your news source to get mm. the statistics or the studies that you want that confirm your bias already. Correct. So statistics are not going to carry the day. And I would argue that if only 44% of Americans own firearms, well, we need to get the other 56% to own That's firearms. That's low. But, but, but here's where, where they then go. So then after that, they talk about the suicide rates, right? And again, mm. remember, this is a CNN article, right? So mm. they say, basically said that 63% of US gun-related deaths are self-inflicted. So if 60, now let's assume that that statistic is even remotely correct. That means that of all the gun violence, you're talking 63% are suicides. So now we're not talking about guns, are we? But we're talking about a mental health issue because correct. guns aren't good or bad. The gun itself is not inherently good or bad. It's what you do with the gun that makes it good or bad. Well, and what right? I learned... What Correct. And this is the thing that they, they try to skew the information. So I did an interview with Dr. John Lott from the Crime right. Research Prevention. Um, I'm going to get the acronym wrong. And what they found is that in countries where they have no gun rights, that the, the suicide rates are equivalent. So they just, people just find different ways to commit suicide without the gun. So, so limiting if you're gun commit ownership. Suicide, you, well, I'm going to kill myself. I'm not really, but I'm going to kill myself. But since I don't have a gun, I'm going to live. That's not the way it works. That's exactly. not mental health. 
That's not mental and health. And so, so we're going to change. One of the things that they do to skew the numbers, and when you're talking about lies, damn lies, and statistics, is they they they're shifting the goalpost, right? And so we're not comparing apples and oranges. If you, uh, or excuse me, we're comparing apples and oranges. If we do that, <laughs> what you, you up, what would you make up your mind, please? Uh, so what you have to do is go, okay, well, how many self-defensive uses of a firearm are there you're, you're, you're versus you're, you're, you're how many homicidal? You're, you're missing the point. Oh. Statistics should inform, but like mm. trust the science, statistics yes. should not be determinate. Statistics should tell you there should be a conversation or a dialogue. Statistics tell you there should be maybe even an argument because, right, again, same CNN article. They then go into a Stanford University study. Since, since it's Stanford, it must be correct because they're all smart. Oh, because, oh, yes, it's, of course. Here's what it the said. The Ivy Leaguers. No, wait, hold on. The Ivy Leaguers who ha have admittedly said that they're letting in people with lower IQs and lower grades and all of that stuff for affirmative action purposes. But. Continue, oh, you're, you're, move on. You're stealing our thunder from this third Ooh. segment. Oh, no, the second segment. So they go on to say that almost eight times is, so men who own fire guns, fire guns, yeah, I'm good, who own handguns <laughs> are almost eight times, are you laughing at me, are almost We're eight both times all more likely up, I think. to die of self-inflicted wounds as men who don't, but women who own handguns were 35 times more likely to die by firearm suicide compared with those who didn't. Now, the only caveat is they surveyed 26 million people over 11 years in California. I mean, you know, you know, no disrespect to California, but if I lived in California, I might, you know, think about committing suicide as well, since, you know, given the state of affairs in California, of which I've been to a lot, um, and where my siblings live, um, you know, yeah. Okay, I sort of understand that. Just kidding, folks. It is a mental health issue, and that's part of the problem. Rather than address yeah. the issue of mental health, Correct. they want to demonize, yet again, firearms. So now let's restrict your rights to firearms because, again, man's laws, God's laws, get the guns. There's yeah. no issue with transforming America. Third yeah. point I want to bring up. So well, we talked about right thing. to bear arms. They also, they don't want you to know, many of these organizations don't want you to know that, that, um, cause they're, they're funded, right? Those statistics come from organizations that are in the mental health realm or the public health realm or whatever it is. And so they actually lobbied the CDC to remove the number of self-defense uses of a firearm from the website. So correct. 1.4 million self-defense uses of a firearm in any given year. But we're going to, we're going to hide that information and we're going to take away your ability to defend yourself in order to address this one thing over here that we ourselves are causing. But well, again, look, third look, what, point. The, what they're really saying is there's, there's too much gun violence and rather than address the issue of why there's gun violence, let's just get, just get rid of the guns and therefore there'll be no violence, which is, which is such a stupid 
it's a lie. lie. It's well, a of course, bald, bald well, face lie. Well, well, look, so, I, I think some of them are intent with their with what I would call their deception, but some people are just mm. you know useful idiots. But ah. here's the third here's the third component that needs to go out there. So right right we've talked about okay. the statistics. We've talked about mental health that doesn't get addressed and mental health by the way also relates to the breakup of the family in my opinion cuz oh. they would much rather have a village raise everybody. But here's get the me third started. thing. They then go into the statistics of mass shootings, right? And it depends oh, on who's yeah. defining mass shootings, right? Because yep. the Gun Violence Archive which is in DC, right? says that there in 2019 there were 417 mass shootings in America. 400 and so that means there was more than one a day a mass shooting in America. Yet a more let's call it realistic approach they say it's conservative so it must be wrong. But regular mass shootings they say are in 2019 if you go by what's called Silva, right? William Patterson University Professor Silva shows that there were Let's see what's the number. In, there were eight in 2019. Yep. yep. Right. And again, yep. those eight people, there were 68 people who were killed, 91 injured in 2019. So again, it's 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 the definitions they're trying to use to make an argument. Correct. To to so they don't make an argument. The opponents to to gun ownership, the opponents to Second Amendment, don't make an argument to come up with what's the logical outcome they already have the outcome they want correct and they're backfilling the argument to say because of all of this we should you should give up your guns well and this is right? and and that's and that's it's so dishonest and that's the thing that is so frustrating they change the definition of what a mass shooting is from basically a shooter who goes out and and does harm uh, on purpose right like the um Pulse nightclub shooting or um, the grocery stores incident or, you know, uh, Columbine school shootings, whatever to include that 417 number that includes drive bys and gang violence. So rather than the eight, which is the, is the more honest number. Okay. Of, of a sick person going out to, create as much destruction as possible at the temple in pittsburgh or the, or the synagogue and i'm sorry the temple right. in pittsburgh or the church in charleston right exactly Correct. so now you're including gang violence in the inner cities and those things have very different um mo's and solutions and so they're just conflating information to make it confusing and sound much worse than it is in reality see i i actually think you're being overly nice about it i think it comes back to what i said before they have a desired outcome they, they don't want to do the research and then see what the data says they want to here's the outcome we want now let's backfill the data to justify a decision we've already yep. made we want to really scare people is, to death right yep it's a mental health issue and look you know with 340, I mean, what are there, 330 million Americans and there's 343 million guns, you know, or firearms in America? Good luck with getting those back. And they're going to cite every statistic they've got. What Australia did it and they bought back the guns and it went down. And by the way, folks, 2020 yeah, was the high there. point. And part of that was COVID. Part of that was shooting a firearm at a range is generally an outdoor activity. 
right? I mean, by the way, not only were more guns sold in 2020 than, you know, in the last 20 years of the history of the country, more bicycles were sold in 2022, you know, as well. So, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to understand what you're being spoon fed here. So look, I don't want to run long well, in this. What Let's else end- was happening? What else was happening in 2020 though? Oh, uh, let COVID? me think. Um, political violence where people were allowed to run roughshod over their city and just murder people in the streets. Wait, 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 steal, wait, 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 no, no, no. They were mostly peaceful. <laughs> and mostly we peaceful. would never advocate political right. violence on um, left never mostly peaceful is kind of pregnant right you either are or you're not no one i've ever seen is kind of pregnant you're either pregnant or you're not so there's either mostly peaceful well talk to you know talk to david dorn's widow in st louis about mostly that's peaceful right. with with those protests right that's right um, look let's end this segment where we started folks which is the second amendment is there the right to bear arms, which shall not be infringed, is there for a reason. It's to protect your rights and liberties in the First Amendment. It is not only your freedom, your right to bear arms as an American citizen. It is your duty to bear arms and obviously to bear arms responsibly. Folks, I'm Robert Chernin with Of The People, my lovely co-host. Erica Reddick. And we will be right back. Are you tired of seeing your rights stripped away by the politicians in Washington who don't care about you or me? Do you feel like you're a red dot alone in a sea of blue, disconnected? Well, it's time to get connected. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to defend American exceptionalism. Go to ASICFund.org to learn more and get connected. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D.org. Do it now. Hi, I'm Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. And we are Of The People. You can find us on Rumble. You can find me on Twitter, at RB Chernin. And? And I am at Erica Reddick. Look us up. You'll be entertained. That we guarantee. Absolutely. She's never wrong. Ever. <laughs> Just ask my husband. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host. Erica Reddick. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Erica, lots more we can talk about, about right to bear arms and Second Amendment. Oh, yeah. I nerd out on that topic. (laughs) Is that what you call it? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So one of the things we talked about in the first segment that I want to focus on is this sort of attack on the institutions because right to bear arms protects those freedoms in the first amendment and the first amendment is, you know, in a civil society gets decided in the courts. So the Democrats are clearly coming after the judicial system. And by that, I don't just mean the Supreme court, but we obviously had those three, I would say blockbuster decisions, affirmative action, ruling against affirmative action, right. Ruling against, you know, freedom of, or for freedom of, um, religion when it comes to that web, web design and the, what was the third one? Oh, and against the student loan bailouts, right. Yep. But did yep. you, and we talked about, you know, the justices and 
you know, Justice Thomas really scathing rebuke to Justice KBJ. Yep. Um, and then obviously uh, Justice Gorsuch scathing rebuke of Sotomayor. But did yep. you hear what Supreme Court Justice Katanji Jackson Brown? Was it Brown Jackson? Brown Jackson. Brown Jackson. Yep. Excuse me. I want to get that right. I want to be respectful. <laughs> came out afterwards and said that basically that we need affirmative action because black doctors are going to help the mortality rate of black children by over two to one. So that more ch black children are going to die unless they have black doctors. Did you see that one? Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, there's always a source. Come on. So she basically came out, if I can read this, I think I need lights. Oh, That my says, gosh. it saves lives. This is, this is Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. That affirmative action saves lives. Diversity saves lives. For marginalized communities in North Carolina, it is critically important at UNC, et cetera, et cetera. For high, here, quote, for high-risk black newborns, having a black physician more than doubles the likelihood that the baby will live and not die. I don't make this stuff up. I, oh, my God. God is my witness. I mean, that's oh why I always God. read stuff. Because some of the things I say, people go, Chernin, you must be full of, you know, baloney. Well, and it's just so it it boggles the mind. This is our Supreme Court justice. It boggles the mind, especially when you consider the fact that in places like New York City, the most dangerous place for a black child is in his mother's womb. Black ba babies, Ooh, that's a, okay. black. Oh, you're gonna get me going now. Uh, uh, you are more <laughs> uh, likely. Mon yeah, Manishtana. Why should today be different? <laughs> serious oh my god uh you, you seriously going? that is a statistic the 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 most dangerous place for a black child in new york is in his mother's womb Explain because that he to is me. more so, so, wait, wait, make it more, make it make it short because i want to understand this i need i don't do long i do short explain this he's more likely he she that baby is more likely to be aborted than to be born alive more black babies are aborted in New York than are born. Excuse me. Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger, who was a racist, and she founded it because she wanted to abort black babies. This what is we, what I'm saying. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, can't you know, I, I, I mean, I understand that Planned Parenthood has evolved into this multi-billion-dollar business, and all they really care about, you know, is baby parts and, and abortions, so that they can get, you know, you know, they, no, funnel no, money. They, but well, they put Planned Parenthoods in right. black and brown neighborhoods, as yeah. they say, in yeah, get... order to kill their children. Yeah. Okay, folks, look Where it up. Kay this is oh. not contra this is not uh, conjecture. No. This is fact. So fact. all right, so let's so here's the thing Sorry, that also is now on. going. No, no, no. no okay. You're good. It's my Whew. hey, it's my job she to rein you in. Wild. Does this woman not know history or or like well, now, it, oh, no, no. Now she says that mm. she got the wrong facts. Yeah, but you're the Supreme Court <gasps> Justice. You have a what? host of clerks. So you, the study you're quoted. First of all, they quoted the study wrong, and I won't bore the listeners, but I have the study referenced here, right? She quoted it wrong, but that's why um, <laughs> Sup you know, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas came out and said, you know, that, that, that she sees the world through just, you know, r a racial lens, and that's just not so, right? I mean, you know, I hate to preach, but we are supposed to be 
moving towards a society where someone is judged by the content of their character. Oh, and by the way, your factual basis of your arguments and not the color of your skin. So it's like wait, I said, the, go ahead. No, sorry. The, so yeah. wait, the Supreme Court justice right. who was picked by a for affirmative action because she was black, literally right. because she was black, got the facts wrong. Of course. And her argument. Oops. But that's okay. Well, she's new. Maybe a year or two from now, she'll get better clerks and better facts. I don't know. I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this. Hey, but wait a minute. So under the heading of this, 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 you know, war, but I want to be serious for a second, if I can. Okay. Which I know is hard for me, you and Nadia, because of just our, how we, we kibitz, right? So, um, yeah. so we talked about, first they go against, you know, they, they, you know, man's laws, right? You go against, you want to get rid of man's laws, you get rid of law enforcement, and then you go after the judiciary. And it's not just the Supreme Court that we're talking about. Yeah. But at the Supreme Court level, after those decisions, you now have people, now the new mantra is expand the court, right? Oh, yeah. Again, same thing the Democrats do. You know, it's that mute button we talked about. They don't want an argument. Yep. They would rather mute you push the mute yep. button or censure you. So now they want to expand the court. Here's the here's the question. How long has the Supreme Court had nine justices? Um I don't think it started with nine. I think it did not start with nine and it, and it and it went up and down, but how long? Oh uh, god, at least 100 years. Mhm. Mm uh, 1869. Uh, Oh gosh. Okay, so even longer. 1869. Okay. So years. La, 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 la. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So so now they want to expand the court, which is a euphemism for packing the court, right? So right. if because we don't like the decisions and then you get, you know, the squad. I don't know why they called them the squad. You should probably call them the hit squad because of what they're trying to do. So you you've got then Cory Bush, Congresswoman Cory Bush, oh my who basically God. says the Supreme Court is corrupt. Right and continues to fail the people of this country. Then you have Ayanna Presley, Congresswoman, who says, with this court demonstrating time and again its contempt for the people, every option must be on the table. Expand the court. Our lives and our democracy depend on it. And I can read you four or five other quotes from, you know, you know, you know whether it's a mm. AOC. So, but but let's step back for a second, and I want your comments on this. Look at what they're doing. So, what they're really trying to do is either expand the court. Or delegitimize the the court, which is the last of the three branches that has any legitimacy at this point. Yeah. And isn't that, here's a question, isn't that really just another attack on the Constitution? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Their whole thing, the, the left, right, our opponents on the other side, Democrats, their solution is uh, if if we don't like the outcome, destroy it. Uh, right. if, if we don't like the outcome, make it go away. La, 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 la. And let me just say, Cori Bush, uh, top five dumbest Congress people ever to be elected. She is as dim as a, a, a bulb that okay. has. And, and, and I have I'm to interrupt sorry. you. I, have I don't want to call I, people I, names. I, I, I have but, to interrupt you. I have to interrupt you. She it may be a lot of things. She is not dumb. I have always Ugh. said I have always said that that the other side, the other camp, and I can label them differently, right? Um, yeah. Is not dumb. They are determined. They are mm. focused. You're right? right, and they are You're smart. Right. And You're right. 
you know, what I think about this person or that person personally is irrelevant to the, to the battle for the heart and soul of America and what we are trying to restore, right? Correct. So, you know no what? disrespect. Right. No, She's not you're dumb. right. No, you're right. You're right. And, and, and I find her an anathema trap, because of her beliefs in her political position. Well, and falling dumb. in. Falling into the trap of calling them names is just do that. is just doing is just helping them out in the end. The reality is, you're right. They don't like the outcome. They don't like our rights and duties and responsibilities. Right. They want a specific outcome, and so they're going to do their best to delegitimize and corrupt whatever system stands in the way of them maintaining power taking right. and maintaining power and it is the fact that um actually statistically speaking if you look back at history oftentimes the american people if they know there's a supreme court justice who's either thinking about retiring or nearing the end of their life they will actually vote for more conservative presidential candidates in order to make sure that that seat is protected so there was actually a strong call for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to step down during the, the Obama administration. Yep. Right. They so he wanted her to correct when Obama was still president and she didn't. And what happened? Donald Trump got to appoint two, three, 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 three. Supreme Court justices. Kavan Kavanaugh, Gorsuch and, and Amy Coney Barrett. That's right. And now we actually have a Supreme Court that is a more originalist that is actually protecting the Constitution from the likes of the squad who would love which to is tear why, it down. Which is why they want to expand. And by the way, expand the court, expand the court, protect our freedoms, expand the court. Right. Yep. And, and that's what the, what they're doing with this. But I want to take this to a different place as well. We focus on the Supreme Court. But it's not just at the Supreme Court level, because as we've discussed, the Supreme Court only hears a certain number and very small number of cases every, every term, right? Yep. Most of this is at the appeals court level or at the federal mm. district court level. So for instance, the Ninth, the, uh, ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the uh, famously oh, yeah. West Coast, uh, Trump appointed a bunch, and I think he changed the... Um, the composition somewhat, but it still has a, a what I would say is a, an ardently liberal bend. So they just came out and said that vagrancy on public lands, the police yeah. cannot move you off. So basically, Ninth Circuit allows homeless camps on public property. Yep. Right now, the Ninth Circuit, folks, is the single most overturned court of appeals in the country. <laughs> for a reason so basically and again i'm not against the homeless but again no one wants to talk about the mental health issues and when there are beds or when there are clinics or facilities that, that these people can go to and they don't want to go the That's police right. in let's say san francisco or in portland now cannot move them off of public grounds even if they're moving them into a shelter yep so they have the right to be on public property for an encampment so if someone defecates you know outside and yep. again, if you've been to San Francisco, folks, or if you've been to Oakland, right, or you've been, you know, East Bay or into Portland, which I have, 
Yeah. This is the third world country. So again, I think it gets overturned by the Supreme Court, but that's why you can't just focus on who your senator is. You can't just focus on who even the president that's is. That's right. You can't just focus. You have to focus at, on a lower level. On, yep. th- on things like that and you even go down to the district level because now they're in the fight right and you i yep. assume you saw that i want to say it was a federal judge in i think louisiana who basically ruled against the biden administration for and 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 um put a stay on their communication with any of the big tech companies Did you yep. see that one yep exactly I love that. that's I love it. I love that we're starting to see some of these local governments, local judiciaries fighting back against a tyrannical federal government. That is what we need to see. Uh, That is, I, I just, I love that you're bringing this up because so much of the time, you know, the news coverage of all the salacious nonsense that the federal government is doing is where Americans are focusing their attention, not realizing that the real power is in your city council, your school board, right, your local. state house, um, and, and uh, you know, your local commissions, uh, you know, Texas, as an example, county government is is top dog here. Um, so your county commissioners, your county judges, these races affect your life way more, way more than even the outrageous nonsense they're doing at the federal level. Absolutely. Which, which is why, again, that whole civic participation is, is to understand this has to be seen through the prism of fundamental, again, Folks, October 30th, 2008, then-candidate Barack Obama before the election said, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming America. What he was talking about was transforming the institutions of America. And that includes the, the judiciary. Right? right. So it's not just the Supreme Court level. It's the federal appeals court level. That's right. It's, right. And if you go back to, not to preach on social studies or civics, right, separation of powers. 1787, when they wrote the Constitution, we, 11 years prior, we had the Articles of Confederation. They couldn't regulate interstate commerce. They couldn't have, have a standing army, right? They didn't have the power of taxation. Yep. Because right. they thought there was this new man that walked the earth called an American. Well, 11 years later, the system was on the verge of, of failing, basically, right? Mm-hmm. They write the Constitution and they create checks and balances not only between branches but within branches. We all know That's what's right. happened to the federal to the um, Congress, right? Yep. We all know what's happened to the executive branch, right? The legislative yep. branch, the executive branch. The last yep. bastion from an institutional level is the judiciary. So yep. they're going after the judiciary. They're going after the, the Supreme Court expand the court they're going after the appeals courts and the district courts and people actually you know both sides frankly are going judge shopping but one side is trying to delegitimize the courts because they don't like the decisions that's right right and and that's that's what you're getting so it has to be understood in this whole battle what this is is an attack on the constitution i in vermont I know of a minimum, and it, this affected us, of three cases where the Vermont Supreme Court literally said, yeah, we acknowledge the city of Burlington is breaking the law. Yeah, we acknowledge this person is breaking the law. This is wrong. This is a problem. But meh, we're going to allow it to stand. 
And then they count all for on, one, one for all, or or we're sunk. Uh, this is what you guys. We, we this is this is if we allow for the what sets this country one of the one of the greatest things that sets this country apart from all of the other ones, which is the rule of law and what is supposed to be fairness and uh and fair treatment for everyone with the same rules under the law if we lose that we lose everything but that's what they're going after and folks we're going to let erica be the last word which i so rarely do but erica is correct and erica is the last word folks we got to go to break being the true bourgeois capitalists that we are and unabashed bourgeois capitalists we need to go make some money you're listening to robert Chernin with erica reddick we'll be right back Hey everybody, Erica Reddick, also known as Generally Irritable. Special shout out and thanks to our Of The People radio and podcast listeners and to our Rumble viewers. We sort of had to give up on YouTube a little bit because uh, they don't like the things that we say. So you guys make sure you go check us out on Rumble. And also while you're there, go ahead, click subscribe, follow, generally irritable you hear robert and i talk about it a lot and you might ask yourself what's the difference well at generally irritable we're not just covering news and politics but we're talking about how news and politics intersects with culture we get to go to live events like the how many more rally at the austin capitol america fest hosted by turning point usa talk to and interview some of your favorite pundits, politicians, and podcasters to see what they think about where we are at in the American experiment today. Why do we do it? Because we believe that an engaged and informed electorate is the best way to save the American Republic. You'll even find cameos from our producer, uh, Lord Benjamin, AKA Lord Violence, AKA a darker perspective. That's where you can find him on Twitter. You can find me on all of the socials under Generally Irritable, literally all of them. Twitter, you're gonna find me as Erica Reddick, E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C. And most importantly, engage, because we need you to overcome the evil big tech overlords. You gotta share, you gotta comment, you gotta like, you gotta hit that rumble button. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us for our third segment. So, Erica, the theme today, really, when mm. you tie it all together, is the woke wars against America, right? We talked yep. about gun rights, gun ownership. It, it really should be an obligation, not just a right. We talked about the yep. attack on the judiciary, which obviously is an attack on the Constitution indirectly, even, but I think yep. that's with intent. Now yeah. I want to let's talk about education and sort of this woke war continues because here's the thing. So the NEA, 
National Education <laughs> Association, the largest teachers union in the country. I don't get to talk about my girlfriend, Randy Weingarten, today. She's not in the news, unfortunately, <laughs> the hopping hobbit. But so the NEA came out with this whole summer reading program, and they rec and they recommended this book, Gender Queer. Did you see that one? So, oh my. and by the way, I'm not using the word queer to reference anyone. It's the title of the books, folks. So basically, that was in the recommended reading, recommended list? reading is gender <gasps> queer. And by the way, if you know this book, the book is about an older man and a younger boy. It's about different types of sexual encounters between them. It's graphic. Oh my god! And it, li it literally graphic, as in there's pictures yeah. of sexual acts yeah. in, in the book. The book. So the NEA, when confronted with this, and by the way, these these are your union dollars going to work. Here's what the NEA said. Love, love the quote. Actually, I hate the quote, but I'm going to read it anyway. For us at the NEA, education justice, a new term. You've got to put justice on everything. <laughs> education, education justice. justice <laughs> must be about racial justice. It must be about social justice. It must be about climate justice. It must be about all of those things, said the President Becky Pringle, right? And social justice is a pillar of the NEA's efforts. And I sit here and I juxtapose this, right? In New Hampshire, where I live, right? This oh, house God. representative basically calls Moms for Liberties, you know, you know, a-holes a basically, and calls them terrorists and Taliban <gasps> just because everyone else is allowed rights but parents are not allowed any rights. And you have the NEA, big, and let's, let's be clear here. When we talk NEA, when you talk the AFT, American Federation of Teachers, you're talking about big education. These are political organizations who do not represent the children. Where's the outrage? It makes me crazy. I, I am. Uh, are you speechless? Oh, I'm, my I'm God. Do, I'm doing that to you a lot lately. I just can't believe it. I the audacity of people to think that it's okay to have a summer reading list that includes sexually explicit materials and then Becky says that moms are terrorists. First of all, let's talk about the fact that her name is Becky. Okay? Wait, wait, First no, no, of no, all, no. so no so the woman in New Hampshire let me get the name right. Is Representative Catherine, some it's Sophiticus, Sophiticus. I'm sure my pronunciation oh my is God. off. Um, I should ask. I should ask my Greek wife. But because it sounds what like what kind it's Greek. of sick person calls mothers terrorists? Well, basically, um, apparently she does. So, so she basically so and everyone has rights except for the parents. So she goes on to say. She compares them to the Taliban and Momsies, which is an offshoot of Nazis, <gasps> right? They're Momsies. And hang on. Oh, again, my God. You got to love the quote. I love the quote. Actually, I hate the quote. Again, it is, oh. um, where are we? Momsies oh who seem to have an affinity for authoritarianism <gasps> and extremist groups. Oh, Momsies, my God. Right? Who and, and then is you, this broad? And, New Hampshire, you better vote this broad out of office. Right. It, it, uh, 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 oh, my God. And, and, you know, then there's, you know, can, you know, let's, let's fan the flames of fear, right? Then you have other legislators who are saying legislation, which has been proposed in New Hampshire, will cause serious irreparable harm to the LGBTQ youth, the harm that can end up being fatal for our children. So, so now, <gasps> and, and now they're accusing Moms for Liberty, who's supporting mm. this law, of 
of being culpable or responsible for the death of children. I mean, I mean, that's how this extreme is... this is. Look, this is really simple. When okay, my children groomer. were growing up, my wife's, you know, had the birds and bees conversation with our daughter, and I had the birds and bees conversation with our son. We looked at education very simply. We never said, here, you teach our kids. We said, it's our job to primarily teach our children in conjunction with the teachers as a team effort, but that we have to communicate as to what's the content of being taught. I don't doubt the, the training or expertise, so to speak, of teachers, but this is not a, a silo where they get to teach and I don't get to know what's going on with my kids. When this did parents is, not have is, rights? And this is the thing, you know, these people don't want to be called groomers. They don't like that, that, Why? that they are. phrase. And that's the thing. Of and the fact are. that they compl that they conflate um wanting to be have sexually explicit conversation. There's this great meme out there right now where it's a guy flashing a woman and uh and you know this it used to be this guy is, is flashing it a transgender a guy or is it and, a no it's just a man he flashing a woman and Did it you just goes say just um, a man wait a minute it just, yeah just wait a minute it's as, just a as, guy. As, as the representative of the male species i'm offended what do you mean just a man we're not just just a, man. Just a guy he's <laughs> flashing this woman and it says oh you know this guy is a pervert and and he goes away in handcuffs then it's a person uh you know a trans person flashing a child and the woman's saying that it's a problem and then she gets arrested so these people wow, are conflating wow like that. that's that, that right? is an accurate portrayal that's accurate correct and so if we as family say it's not okay for you to have sexually explicit conversations with children you're now conflating that with being gay mm -hmm. as if gay people are perverts and then mm -hmm. you get mad that we call you groomers okay first of the, all the lgbt insulting the gay LG people hang on a second exactly that's where i was gonna the the lgbt whatever community has hijacked the that's called the gay liberation movement this is no longer almost has anything to do about being gay that's a whole different discussion what Correct. you're talking about is grooming children at a young age and not letting the parents know as if the parents have no rights right that is absolutely outrageous and it, and then you wonder why people are worried about child sex trafficking and uh and an explicit you know child pornography and then you guys go out of your way right. to not only sexualize children but make up words like momsies if i don't want you to wave your genitalia or show sexually explicit material to my child and okay groomer okay groomer take the title and live with it you want to sexualize children and you know what every parent in america okay every person that. in Just america okay should be against that and they need to stop conflating that with being gay well i get it because but, it's not right. okay I get it. And, and look on, on a positive note there is actually a positive note, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, we're going to spin this around. Well, we're, we're, we're going to just lay the facts out. The facts out is okay. that the facts are that the tide is turning. So in Ohio, they just passed a school choice bill where they're going to fund, you know, they're going to basically give scholarships to families that are making X amount of income, I think. And it's a reasonably, you know, high income level. I think it's $125,000, but give them scholarships to go to whatever school they choose. 
I mean, once Good. you break the stranglehold, and you know, we call them government schools, but they're, I'm, I'm sorry, public schools, but they're really government schools. Government schools. Once you yep. break that stranglehold and make public education compete, no different than healthcare, let them compete across state lines, let them compete. You want to, you want to improve healthcare system? It won't be perfect, folks, but let them compete. Here's That's where right. I want to end this, though. I want you to look up the St. Andrews, folks, the St. Andrews, where am I? Academy in Kentucky. I love this. There's a story yeah. in the news, and, and the title is that a new traditional Catholic school provides boys with authentically masculine education. How is that for radical? So in addition to it. the traditional curriculums this school and it's a boarding school and there's only 12 kids but they're starting it in kentucky they're going to learn farming woodworking leather crafting blacksmithing along with the, those traditional studies and here's it's northern kentucky but here's the thing that really got me because i think that people are starting to fight back and i think that that's a good thing what they basically said is the following St. Andrews Academy offers an educational experience filled with things to inspire wonder, compelling academics, good music, friendship, thoughtful conversation, beautiful tradition, traditional liturgy, hard work, and generous helping of adventure, a way of life to captivate and nourish the mind, heart, and soul of a young man. I love that. That is... You want to talk about toxic masculinity and what we've lost? And, you know, we were yeah. talking on break on this because obviously, folks, we do talk. You know, the, the what I would call early feminization of, of, of um, elementary education, there's nothing wrong with female teachers. It's just boys are not allowed to be boys. That's we, right. We're trying to emasculate them at a young age, and then you wonder why they turn out effeminate or they turn out however it is they turn out. But men are not women. And women are not men, and folks That's are not right. supposed to be. So when I read, I mean, have, did you know about this school, St. Andrews? I know you read all this stuff. No, I didn't. I hadn't heard this story, but I have to say that I love it. I love it. This is more of what we need. Um, you know, when men... It actually, it, it, gave, it gave me a swell of feeling good for once about somebody's trying to make a difference the right way. Yes. Exactly. And that's what men are builders. Boys are builders. They will either build up or they will tear down. It is inherent in their nature, regardless of what Karl Marx or any of these other woke people say. You cannot remake man. Our nature is what it is. And you can either cultivate it and shape it and make sure that it and, is and glorify in it whether you're a man or a woman i mean each has its own special nature each that's gender. right of course when I, you know the other 12 genders i'm not so sure about but the <laughs> but, but the two i grew up with i know about those right and and that is to take away the magic of what makes us men and women takes away the magic of what makes us human beings and so this is just so heartwarming uh, we i want to see more of this i love it so to the saint andrews academy in northern kentucky we wish you luck we're going to follow the progress we want to read more about it we think your mission is so very important in the country. Our hats off to you out of the people. Amen. And folks, I am Robert Chernin. And if you want to reach me or see me, I am at RB Chernin on Twitter. 
or you can email me at Robert C at ASIC, A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D, ASICFund.org. Erica, where can they get you? They can find me on Twitter at Erica Redick, E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C, or email me at generallyirritable at gmail.com. And our podcast is on Podbeam and Google and Apple and Spotify and Amazon. Download us into your stream so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for staying with us. Remember, folks, we're going to end this where we started. Second Amendment rights, it's not just your right to own a firearm, but it's your duty. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week.